Hey everybody, welcome to episode 194 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. Yeah. Yes. That's who you are. It is indeed who I am, and thank you for joining us for our 194th episode. We're getting close to 200. That, that's some good counting you got going on yeah. there. Some might say we're six away, but that's fine. <laughs> well, they'd be effing liars. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a bit of a winter wonderland out there at, at the moment Yeah. Uh, whilst we are recording. So we're just going to act like that's not happening because... We don't, if you don't see it, it's not happening. I don't like the snow. Yeah. I don't like heat either, so no. go figure. Yeah. I cannot be pleased. No. Well, yeah. Spring- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That went deep. Yeah. Um, that's what she said. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> Perverts. <laughs> well, at least we're meant to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so have you, did you see that um, Kim Kardashian thing telling people to, to get to work or whatever? Yeah, I, I'm Ridiculous. really surprised you brought that up. That's weird. You usually don't, don't fall th- for those things. Yeah, I just, I saw that and I was just like, give me a, it just, it was like the ultimate eye roll. Like, whatever. That's not the first time that family or those types have said things like yeah. that. They always say shit like that yeah. because they think that, like, uh, being a celebrity stylist is the same as working a nine to five with overtime. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Um, so this week and out of touch. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to review this, but we do. We're gonna we're gonna air our dirty laundry and admit that we fell into the love is blind vortex. Mm. Um, I actually had jumped onto this when the first season came out because everyone was like, oh, you have to watch this show. And I watched exactly two episodes and I was like, this is stupid. Mm. Um, I just had absolutely no interest in it. I was like, why would people do something like this? I don't even understand it. Um, I still feel that way, by the way. Yeah. But um, it's one of, you know, it's one of those things that is like, it's like watching America's Funniest Home Videos was funnier when you watched it as a family. Yeah. Like, it's funny on your own, but the first thing you think to do when you find a funny video is show it to somebody. Yeah. Right? There's something in that uh, shared experience that makes it more entertaining. It's not that it isn't funny. You recognize how funny it is, but right away you're like, like, who's the first person that's going to find this equally as funny? And then you have to show it to them. So that's kind of how this show functioned, I guess, because... I got sucked in with Shane because there was all these like memes and like yeah. TikToks of Shane. And I was like, what the hell is going on with this guy? And I really didn't think he would be as entertaining as he was. Mm. Um, and then so I was like, I was going to try to watch this because everyone keeps memeing this guy. And you were like, you know, I'll watch it with you. I mean, it's not something I really would watch, but no. I'll watch it with you if yeah. you if you want. Um, and then like you got sucked in. Yeah, I mean that's the, like you always do. It's like a documentary with you. Yeah, well, well <laughs> like, but that's fine. the idea with those shows, right? It's the the whole point is they they pull these people in, you know, the, they select who they're going to select because they know that they'll be good for television. You know, yeah. Nobody wants to see people like meet, fall in love, and live happily ever after. They don't. They want to see some bug eyed dude that's just got weird teeth and tweaking. Yeah. 
or uh, or the sexist dude that is shake. Yeah. So you know. so, but here's the here's here's where the shame comes in because we didn't go like let's watch this season because you don't have to watch other seasons to know it's just they're you know just uh, copy right. copy and paste right. and continue as as business as usual. Um. So we watched the second season, and it was like oh my god. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, entertaining, but ridiculous. But we were completely entertained. And then, you know, like texting other friends who we wouldn't think would be watching it. And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm, I'm watching this as well. Yeah. So we had other people to share in our embarrassment with. But we decided to take things 14 steps further well, because that's how we do. Yeah. I was – when we were looking at that, we noticed that there was one from Japan. Yes. And so I was immediately intrigued by this because I'm fascinated with culture, you know, and and how our culture and our society functions versus how society and cultures function in other places. Um, I'm very fascinated by the differences in that in people and and the way things work. So I was like, after having seen the train wreck that is Love Is Blind season two, mm-hmm. I was like, I have to see how the Japanese culture kind of handles well, this sort of thing. And look, I understand it's an outlier. It doesn't represent the whole, just like our version well, doesn't I represent all of our. Also, it's important to just kind of note that we have watched Japanese reality TV and we quite enjoyed it. So we were yeah. more excited for Japan than any of the other ones because we were like, oh, um, it's such a culture shock. And so like we wanted to see that one probably, you know, probably more than the others, honestly. Yeah. So that's how we, so we went season two America, mm-hmm. season one Japan, then we rolled back into season one America, yeah. which wasn't as good. Season yeah. two was way better. Um, and then we were like, fuck it. We're going ham. We went Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like yeah, complete... I have to say, though, I mean, I, I'm not justifying watching these shows by any means. They're a complete waste of time. And I'd be lying if I said that there isn't a part of me that feels like I just I'll never get those two weeks of my life back, really. Um, but yes, we did. We watched all of those in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's it's really interesting to see the differences, as you had noted, mm-hmm. In the way from one culture to another reacts to things. For instance, we were the absolute worst. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. We were the most catty, the most egotistical, uh, the most um, jealous. Jealous. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Um, the most um, insecure. Yeah. I mean, it was like every negative that would take down a relationship we were leading the pack in that japan was like complete i mean going from watching people meeting for the first time and completely getting groped to going to japan where they're like bowing practically shaking hands sometimes hugging but with reserve got one kiss you got one kiss and we were like oh my god yeah um you know, it was, there was such a, like, just a complete respect for the fact that, like, I don't know you yet, and why would I put my hands all over you? But also, like, not that it was completely unwelcome, 
on our part. We were just like, it was just like natural for us to be yeah. like, yeah, let's just grope each other in front of the cameras yeah. after meeting for the first time. Well, the, the interesting thing about Japan, that was the only, out of the four we watched, that was the only, in my opinion, it was the only one that had a couple that overcame the, I don't want to say overcame, that sounds weird, but that kind of like, they had like, a couple, we're not going to review this you know, as we But there was a couple, the, the female wasn't necessarily attracted physically to the male, but because of the connection they have, they ended up together. I don't know if they're still together, but they ended up going through with it. And The, the um, blonde guy, you mean? No, the, the, the girl that the was other. making the guy work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I don't know about them. I don't... I don't I, yeah, I mean, me, look, they may not the, last, but the idea is the the, the idea of the, the guy, show. The hairstylist was my favorite. Yeah, they were the best. Um, but the idea of the show, that couple kind of fulfilled that, where it was like there wasn't a physical attraction on her part, but she was because of the 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 relationship they built. You know, it was stronger than that attraction thing. So. Well, see, that's where I don't think it's going to last because you do have to be attracted to one another. And I yeah. think that trying to make somebody more attractive to you is kind of – you're just kind of asking for it. Sure. But the for me, the reason why the couple with the hairstylist I, – I don't remember the names on, on yeah. half of the – I mean, I, I remember Shane and Shake because they were like the most – Yeah. Um, was Shane's part? N- Natalie. Natalie. I don't know. I don't yeah. freaking remember. <laughs> like, but – in Japan, um, the fact that when they met, she was initially like comically scared of him because yeah. in in their culture, he was very extreme looking. We wouldn't even bat an eye at yeah. the way that he looked, but in their culture, he was very extreme looking. And so I don't think that it was necessarily that she didn't find him at, attractive because he was an attractive guy. It was just his aesthetic was new to her. Yeah. Um, and so it was like looking past that. You know, and then he mm-hmm. dyed his hair for her dad. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, it was really, it was just, it was like such a wholesome experience. Yeah. After coming <laughs> like, from the season two America to that, it was so wholesome. Yeah, it was so wholesome. And then we went to Brazil, which wasn't nearly as, like, we have this stereotype that we're like Brazilian, you know, Brazil, you think of like thongs and like, uh, you know, sex and, and, and lust and all, you know, it's like this is, it's a love language and you think you're going to, and it's like, there is a lot of tongue, <laughs> I will say. Well, the thing with- The kissing is very intense. But other than that, I'm like, we were still worse. We yeah. were still worse the, in terms of shock value. The thing that I found interesting about Brazil is that not one person had a problem with either anyone's looks. Nope, not, not one, really. Not one problem. They're all like, they're beautiful. I love, you know, whatever. And there was no- there was no like, oh, uh, this person's, you know what I mean? There was no jealousy really of like other contestants and stuff. And uh, like every time they, every couple that came out, they just straight made out right on the <laughs> right on the bridge thing there. It was like, and they all consummated their uh, relationship but the didn't first lie night about together. It either. They were just like, yeah. yeah. Well, because I mean, look, that's a really like old school thing to be like, oh, I mean, some people do wait till marriage, but like, mm-hmm. there's no way I could marry a person without knowing if I had a like physical connection with them. So, yeah. I mean, that's like, I expect that. Um, but what I really thought was, what I was really surprised by was how sensitive the men were. Yeah. They were crying like every five seconds. And then also like, there seemed to be more of like a camaraderie in terms of where it wasn't like they, like there was a, a competition between two of the guys 
in Brazil a bit. And I yeah. think she made the wrong choice. She should have gone for the other guy with the dreads. Yeah. He was, I think, a much better choice anyway, but um, fine. Um, was it Tiago? Yeah. Don't like that guy. Um, but even then, it was just kind of, like, I feel like here, especially with the women, there was just like that really, that typical like catty like out to get each other out Mm -hmm. to sabotage one another like there was none of that we're just the worst that was basically the conclusion of (laughs) watching those shows that culturally we're kind of the worst um so yeah that was a really weird guilty pleasure i guess i don't know yeah i mean there look there's the guilty pleasure side of it like i've watched in watching those four seasons, it was the most reality TV I've watched in my entire life. I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Safe but it was um, for me the most fascinating part was the cultural difference. Like if yeah. it was just if America was it, I don't, I don't know if I'd go back and watch the first I season. No. I would have watched the second season for the Shane and the Shake and and the drama there and and whatever. Um, but I loved seeing the cultural differences and just experiencing that. And 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 look, I, I realized that. The, this show doesn't represent the <laughs> yeah. culture of, of a, an entire, you know, it doesn't represent an entire culture, but it is kind of a, a sneak peek into a lot of the differences we have within yeah. the confines of this type of show. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It's garbage, but it's interesting yeah. garbage. Um, okay, so, so yeah. Twelve minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> We're not reviewing that, by yeah. the way. Um, uh, so we decided to um, be brave. And we ventured out to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna preface this with um, AMC sucking a big fat one with the prices. Yeah, uh, as promised, they did charge more. Um, we watched an earlier show on a weekday. And still somehow paid nearly $40. Yeah. Sans concessions. We, I come, I come prepared because I have to, because who the hell is spending another right. $50 on concessions after that? Well, it's like, you know, but you I was have, like mm-hmm. going, tallying through the thing and I'm like, how, what, what, how, what, how yeah. is it this much? Yeah. 30, it was 37 something yeah. for two tickets. And we during weren't even the day. during the day, but yeah. this wasn't even like a weekend at night. It was absolutely insane. Um, I can I can tell you that with that price, I will likely not be going to the theater. Well, that's the very thing, often, you know, like, which we weren't. But I'm just saying, like before, it was more like, well, if it's a blockbuster kind of thing, we'll go. And now I'm like, no, nah, it 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 has to be theater worthy at this point. I'm I'm even willing to wait on stuff, just because that's insane. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, you know that's the thing. It's you know. Uh, it's kind of ensuring that people are going to go to the movies less. You know, people are complaining because only, they only go to the theaters for big epic blockbuster stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's so expensive, you know. Um, I don't know if their plan is to charge more for that stuff so that when smaller, quote unquote, smaller films come out, that they will be more they're, kind they're, of. They're not charging for the smaller ones. Overcharging. No, but I'm wondering if it'll be less than. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Less than it is now? Yeah, like so. No. Let, let's say a movie tickets ten dollars, <laughs> and so their plan is to say, well, for 
big blockbusters will charge 13 and then for smaller ones will charge seven no that that would just even out to what then why do the price hike if they're going to make the same amount of money you don't make any business sense sir well no because then you would get people more people into the theater you're not you're getting the same amount of people you're not getting more people in for three dollars honestly you're not getting more people if they're they're there would be no point in raising the price if you're going to lower the price somewhere else. Like yeah. it's not. These are there's they're movies trying that... to make up for the amount of people that are content with streaming, and so this is this is where they're making it up because honestly, how much more can you charge for popcorn before people are like, all right, fuck that. Yeah. So the and that's where they make their money. They don't, I mean, to be fair, they don't make a lot of money off of tickets and that is a studio issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if there's if there's less movie theaters because they're closing down because nobody's willing to go because of what they have to charge to compensate what they're not making from the studio, then yeah. the studio is going to have to like, you know, get a grip or I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Mm. Uh, we ventured out. Uh, we always end up in some kind of theater. Tangent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some theater tangent. And yeah. So, and again, also, we will only go to a Dolby cinema. We yeah. just refuse to sit in regular movie seats I'm anymore. Only going it's just to not films, happening. To see films that I don't want to get spoiled for me. Yeah, basically, basically. I guess. Um, I don't really care about the spoilage. That's not what it is for me. I just, um, I figured that well we'll get into it we'll get into that mm-hmm. um so so as i said we ventured out to see the batman um i wasn't sure if we were going to get to see this like i didn't know i yeah. mean the, the theater was pretty um empty and yeah. that's the g- good thing about dolby cinemas is also that there it's half the amount of seating because the seats take up so much room so you'll never be in a room even if it's full, it's never as full as a regular movie theater right. was. Right. Um, and this wasn't. This, I mean, I think there was. We were at maybe like forty percent capacity, if even that. If yeah. Um, if even that. Which is just honestly the way to go. Honestly, <laughs> just don't want people around me. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we ventured out. Uh, as, wait as long as you can. What? To go see a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. opening weekend is like, I don't know if I'll ever go unless it's a huge deal like the Spider-Man was where, you know, like you ha- had to go opening weekend because, uh, you know, by Sunday, everything was going to be spoiled. And I wanted to experience that without knowing what was going to happen, even though we all kind of knew, but um, that sort of thing. And so something like this, I can wait a little while and then go to the theaters. It's still something I'd like to see in the theaters. Um, but it's something that, that can wait until the, the crowd dies down. Mm. Yeah. I, I just, um, I always have more hope for DC. I, I just want them to do something good. So I tend to kind of like to see, I, I, I'm more excited to see DC stuff than I am Marvel stuff. Mm. But to be quite honest with you, I would have been completely content with just streaming this had this been an option. Um, as I am with most things, yeah. honestly. And we're going to spoil this, so just so you... Yeah, I think so that, like, aside from... So so here's the thing. Like, if Scorsese's latest is available for streaming, I'll just watch it there. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, I'm going to the theater for that because I watch all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tarantino. Like, mm-hmm. those are probably... And probably um, Fincher. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the three that I tend to be like, 
I'll go watch that in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it in the theater. Um, but if they're available to stream, then I'll just do that. Yeah. Honestly, maybe with, maybe not Tarantino. I've watched everything he's done in the theater. So uh, with the exception of Hateful Eight, because I got really sick that year. Right. Um, so anybody who's who, who is a DC fan knows that it's never it, it's never mind blowing. Uh, there, there's there's rough weird. That someone rough. put the Maloika on like on DC. Yeah, what's his face? Like we just can't get anything Snyder. that's like no, it was well before that. Nothing really great came out before that. It was more like good movies were made that were based off of DC characters as opposed to DC films being good, if that makes any sense. Mm. Where like Marvel movies have their own thing. There is never DC is completely disjointed. There is no cohesive like kind of feeling when you watch those movies. It's always completely different directors and their take on that character and they don't make sense. Whereas you can kind of connect every Marvel movie despite who's directed them and that's obviously um, an intentional yeah. thing that this that the studio does. They want them to all kind of be able to click. Yeah. That has never happened with DC. Every DC movie makes absolutely no sense to the next movie. Yeah. There just there's no there's no connection. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, I'm interested to see where they go because Marvel has a plan and they're executing it. And you either you know you like it or you don't. So it's, it, uh, whatever. But it is what it is. It's a clear plan. They have a. They're doing what they they want to do. Um, and DC, I feel like, is still trying to figure out what it is they want to do. Do they want to build up this big universe like Marvel, or do they want to have all these one-offs, or do a little bit of both? You know, I, so I, I don't. It's definitely one-offs. There's no way that's that's you ever know because you have the Flash together. coming out and Aquaman, another Aquaman coming out, and they're all <laughs> still technically in that DCEU or whatever. So I don't know. You know what the problem is? Is that they don't have a cohesive opener. You don't yeah. get that with DC, right? The movie just starts and it's just like this independent thing. Whereas like when you watch a Marvel movie, it it is understood that you're going to get that opener that's like, okay, here's what connects us. Yeah. It's a Marvel movie. Whereas like I said, DC is very independent. It's just like, who's directing this? And yeah. I feel like that person never kind of goes back to the last one and goes like, what can I take from this to kind of make it make sense? Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't know what I would... I, as a as a viewer, I don't know what I would want from them. You know what I mean? Like, do Something I want good? Do I want well? Just in terms of the the big picture, obviously, every we want every movie to be good, but um, you know, do do I want another big universe where characters are coming in and out of movies, or do I want just like a Batman trilogy and then that's done and then we can do another thing or whatever? You know, so I don't know. It's I think. So I, I don't think there's a problem with having this big connected universe. It's just finding their style, you know. And you know, we'll get into it with this movie, you know, with So let's just get into okay. it with this movie. Okay. So from from the jump people heard Robert Pattinson as uh, Batman. As Batman and they were like absolutely not. We've been fans of his as an actor outside of that whole twilight garbage so we knew that he would be able to pull it off but mm -hmm. if you didn't take the time to watch his actual like indie films and stuff like that there's no way yeah. that you're going to be sold on it it's just going to be the guy from twilight yeah uh, but he's a really strong actor so we knew that he would at least be okay like it was like he wasn't going to ruin it he yeah. wasn't going to affleck right. this shit um but 
I have to say, I don't think that the part required, I don't think this required Robert's acting ability. Well, I, I would disagree a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit? Yeah. Not a lot of it. Because, well, because there's so many moments that he has in the bat suit when he only really has his eyes to communicate how he's feeling and what's going on in his head. And I think, you know, he did that, you know, that combined with camera techniques and whatever really kind of sold. I never was like, what is he, you know, I never was lost that what was going on inside his head at any moment. And I feel like that's, uh, 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 that's kudos to Robert Pattinson for being in that moment. In the you know because all you got all you got is his eyes in the bottom half of his face to kind of understand what's going on. The eyes being very important, and so you know scenes when he's like looking at the kid and all this stuff, you see that in his eyes. Um, I um I'm not I'm not where jump- a lesser actor, <clears throat> you know, may not be able to pull that off. <laughs> I mean, I guess I feel like if I'm hired for a job as an actor, the very least I can do is emote. Well, via you, my eyes that's that, kind of your you fucking seen, job have you seen movies yeah but that's that's like that's what makes a bad actor that's like saying like oh hey i didn't get a lot of you know emotional range from like you know ian zeering or whatever ian zeering or whatever the hell his name was like yeah he's not a great actor right so that's you know, he's going to be in sharknado because that's what you're going to get from that guy but it's like anybody that's remotely good at acting and remotely prolific in their career uh knows how to use their eyes when they act that's yeah. kind of well, a number one like it's not asking a lot and so it's like being like hey this person they used their eyes well like, the bar's low wow. for superheroes that's fantastic yeah but that it's robert Patton. like this isn't some like schmuck off the street that took an acting class and somehow landed yeah. batman like yeah of course he's going to be able to emote yeah it's his job. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what, that's the very least he could give us. Saying, doing his emotion in a very dark eyes. suit, I think, is a tough challenge. Personally, I I didn't think this was his best work, and it's no shade at him. I just thought that the that the script gave him well, yeah, nothing. I mean, the character gave him nothing. It he was like the most emo batman ever and not in a really memorable way like people are making jokes about the black smeared makeup but in reality they all had makeup on under their suit you just never saw it and if you yeah. go back and you look at all of the pictures of everybody in their bat suit you never saw the skin underneath their eyes they all had that black makeup yeah. so the fact that they left that was kind of like yeah okay that is what's going to go on under there so yeah. that you're not seeing anything else and like you know it, oh, yeah. it just looks better and fine yeah, maybe it's for glare yeah. <laughs> like football. Like the baseball players. Yeah. Baseball, I don't know. Uh, so that was like thing. But for me, it was that you never saw him out of that mood. It was like, it was like Batman on lithium. Mm. It was like, a, I don't know. To me, it was like a three hour Paxil <laughs> action well, pack Paxil commercial. See, I, it was so much like, and here's the thing is like, it's like when you, Batman and 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 Arkham and all that that's all gloom and doom that's always what it's mm-hmm. been so like I get that mm-hmm. but what you had were these mo- these other characters like the Joker and the Riddler that were very over the top and colorful and so yeah. they brought in this weird like you know technicolor into this very drab world but you didn't really quite get that which normally I'd be like yeah more goth and I love that but for some reason I don't know this just like it it was just a big blob of gray for me. And let me just 
also say I liked the movie. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't love it. Everybody's like, this is the best and it was amazing. And I'm like, yes, it was amazing for a DC movie. So if you if you're setting the bar low, saying that this was amazing doesn't mean that it was a great film. It just means it was better than crap. Mm. You know, and I still think it was a good film, like it was entertaining. Um, but there's the, the two people I didn't understand, Pattinson and Farrell. They brought me nothing that was like, oh, yes, only Colin, Colin Farrell could have done that. Well, only Robin Pattinson could have done that. It was just like anybody could have played those roles. And to me, they would have I been think, the same. I think although it was completely unnecessary to have Colin Farrell play that role, I, I still think he did an amazing job. As the penguin. Colin Farrell's a strong actor. Yeah. So, so I'd I expect think... him to do a good job. But there's but... like, I guess for me, it's in those moments where I'm like this person, they're going like, oh, look, they put Colin Farrell in so much makeup yeah, that you don't know thing. it's Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's like, well, then why is it Colin that. Farrell? Why not pick? How amazing would that have been to have actually, because you know, they didn't even bother to audition people that weren't famous for that part. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, people yeah. are going to be like, well, who's better? Like understand let's understand the casting process for this okay they were not going to cast anyone that was not a celebrity for that but i can't imagine that anybody was like you know what i'm not interested in this movie but i'm gonna see it for colin farrell as penguin yeah yeah colin farrell has plenty of other roles that he's great you know what i mean like this this isn't this wasn't going to be like some career defining moment he didn't need that he's already done that he's been acting for many many a year yeah um and so it's like the fact that they don't take that opportunity to find new actors and audition some if you're going to cover them up so that they're completely unrecognizable then why does it matter yeah i guess i don't know yeah i mean i don't i don't know what's behind the decision you know maybe it's it's if you got another famous person that looked like that you would just be concentrating on that famous person where if he's unrecognizable it doesn't look like any actor that exists so maybe that's you know i just don't i don't know I'm, i'm making that argument for them just to try oh, to figure it out because I get it, but while, I don't get it I guess yeah while I do think Colin Farrell did a, a great job because I was watching his the 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 minutiae if you will of his performance <laughs> and I thought it was just so well done um but but I but I'm also feel that it wasn't necessary like why couldn't Penguin just be Colin Farrell like why did he have to be in all that makeup then know. you know and well, he could still deliver Colin that same Farrell... performance no, because Penguin is, Penguin's an icky guy, and Colin Farrell's not an icky guy. Yeah. He's not icky to look at, so he, you would never look at him and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that matches. Yeah, but why can't the Penguin be not icky? Why not? Because there's enough fucking beautiful people in Hollywood, yeah, okay? So. Let's just, can we come down to a realistic, you know, not everybody's pretty. Well, I'm just, there's icky people well, out no, there, Well, no, I'm Paul. not arguing that Penguin should be pretty. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm arguing against. He's the man who looks like a penguin. How attractive do you want that man to be? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I'm, I was okay with it, you know, the whole, like, I don't I'm understand the he did a makeup. bad job. I'm just saying, like, it was, it's, it's like Michelle Williams in Venom. Yeah. Did she do her job? Yeah. Did you need her for that part? Absolutely not. Mm. She could have been doing crossword puzzles in between takes and been just as entertained yeah. and, and as invested in that as she was that part because there was nothing to it. First of all, the penguin, the penguin character was it wasn't very prolific in the film. Well, he, it was like yeah, he showed up a couple of times, had a couple lines, that was it. But like, I think. See the thing to is to put him in all the amount of money you spent in all, right. in all those prosthetics and makeup, but, and he ha- he was on screen for what like 
six minutes total or something. Yeah, but, like... but for me, I feel like there's a bigger picture at play. You know, so there's a lot of things I would have loved it's to. It's all have... part of the plan. Yeah, it's all part of the plan, if you will. Like, like we didn't see a lot of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne at you know, all. You know, I like the take on Bruce Bruce Wayne in the film as like this recluse that is like not this hoity-toity society person. Yeah, yeah but I but yeah. I do feel like there's a bigger arc at play, and so I feel like Penguin's going to play a bigger part later on. I feel like Bruce Wayne is going to have his own arc, whether it be two or three films. Uh, same with Batman. You know, Batman has an arc in this. And so, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the complaints that I may have are complaints be- as this for this film as a standalone, which may disappear once we see the full story unfold. You know, I, Look, I think that for DC, this is the the first film to really do a good job. I will say that it's the first film to do a good job. But I'm I'm over Batman. I'm so over Batman. Like we get a new Batman every year, yeah. and it's like, all right, we're gonna all have right, a like few this year alone. Other characters, and I I just don't understand why they don't ever focus on anybody else. I mean, it's, it's like the the people they fo- Superman. I never liked Superman. Superman, I think, was a. It, was very representative of the time that Superman came out. I mean, look, a lot of these comic these comic book characters are old, but they they've uh, they've sort of grown with the times. Superman's very like your grandfather's superhero. Yeah. It, it's just like there's I don't know there's there's nothing like Superman, Wonder Woman. They're all like wholesome and pure, and they're to me they're the the worst part of DC. <laughs> they're the most boring characters of DC. Yeah. Aquaman. Who? Why? Like, that may have been something that was intriguing in, you know, the 60s, but it's just not now. Like, just Underwater Man doesn't work. Flash, I... I, Again, I... Where is Lobo? Yeah. (laughs) Like, where is Lobo? Why haven't... Like, Lobo would make such an amazing character. I don't understand. Like, the, the success of Logan for me is a perfect example of how lobo can work and you have to make it that way yeah this is not lobo if you've read the the comics or is not a marketable children's character this is a logan rated r kind of character but that's the shit that i'm waiting for Mm -hmm. like i wish that dc worked more the way logan did instead of you know because there's a lot of dark characters in dc it's not as fun to market towards children marvel is very like happy and colorful and yay and comedic and so you can do the toys but like you can't sell toys as well with dc Mm -hmm. as you can with marvel right um well i mean like to to, if i had kids yeah like my kids would have some dark ass characters i'd give my kid a lobo figurine but i realize most parents wouldn't yeah you know and so I don't know. I just like, I'm I'm kind of done with it. I'm kind of done with like everyone trying to be the person that's going to get Batman right. I mean, for me, I still love Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton as Batman. Like he's yeah. still one of my fit. Like that's one of my favorites. Nolan did a great job with Batman, but that wasn't like DC Batman. That for me, that was kind of like Joker, where it was like a, a cinematic adaptation of a DC character. That's right. it was very uncomic booky yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and more of a cinematic it was like if if dc ran into inception you know yeah, and you got yeah. like this crazy explosions well, that, and all this kind stuff. of my thing where like you know i mean look keaton is like you know he's the 
the classic, the OG, (laughs) you know, and then you have Nolan who came in and and really grounded it. Some could argue too much. Um, But for me, this film was like, this was the best Batman film, not the best film or the best representation of Batman itself. Better than the 1980s Batman? I think so, because... Mm. Just in it's that, hard to compare. There's such different. Yeah, eras. exactly. Same. It's same with even Nolan in this one. Like, there's completely different takes on it, and everyone's like, "Is this the best? Is this the best? This is the one it's I enjoyed. Different. This is the one I enjoyed the most. I think. I, I, the Dark Knight is still one of my favorites, but it's not really the same as this film. You know, it wasn't trying to accomplish the same thing, the same tone, the same whatever. You know, it was a little bit grittier, um, Nolan's, but it wasn't like this is. Um, I think this is what DC has been wanting to do since Snyder came on and they weren't really able to do it. And Matt Reeves was able well, to kind of do it. Like Nolan's was a realistic take. It yeah. was like a superhero in a real world where this had much more of that green screen comic book kind of thing yeah. where like, you know, you're you're looking at Gotham City and Gotham City yeah. very much looks like a set. Whereas on Nolan, it was just like set in New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it so it was a completely different thing. And I don't know, I, I really love the, the tone of it and the mood of it. Um, you did have some some lighter moments. There was no like laugh out loud moments, but there had some little moments there to kind of ease the tension which, a bit. Where, which ones were they? Like thumb drive. Oh, that's that was, it. That's yeah. literally. No, there was some some other moments in there um, that I remember like kind of like smiling about. Um, <clears throat> and like Paul Dano, like I think, you know. Is... Let's get into that. <clears throat> well, look, again, I, I think this whole Paul Dano, like I love Paul Dano. I think he's an amazing actor. I think he was cast perfectly for this role. Mm-hmm. The scene with him and Batman when he's behind the glass, mm-hmm. it's genius what Paul Dano did in, in that in that scene. But I do feel like there's a bigger arc for Paul Dano's oh, character. Sure. And so as much as we didn't get to see a lot of him in it, I feel like there's still more to come. So, you know, for me, my biggest problem with Paul Dano's character is he was like this mastermind, this uh-huh. evil mastermind, sending these riddles and clues and blah, blah, blah. And then when he's in the jail with, I guess it's Joker or whoever. Oh boy. We'll get then, into that as well. Yeah. That seemed like his character all of a sudden was able to be manipulated. And I don't know if that speaks to the writing of the character being like, actually, or the or the strength of this other, you know what I mean? I so, thought that was <clears throat> perfection, and I'll tell you why. So for me, the standout part in this film was Paul Dano. Uh, we've watched a lot of his films. He's a really good actor and I enjoy him. And so I knew he was going to give a hundred percent. I will go into just one complaint that I had here first. I had several complaints, but one of the main complaints was that it did what so many action films do, which is that it gave me a trailer that was better than the film. It gave me all the best parts of the film in the trailer. And then when we got into the film, I was like, where is the, where are the action packed scenes? Because I'm not getting them. You had that scene in the trailer where he's fighting in the dark with only the light of the weapons Mm -hmm. that shit literally was like four seconds long and it was marketed and sold to me in the trailer as a like a an epic scene which Mm. we did not get Mm. um i thought that like the car seat the car chasing scene was cool but it sometimes was so chaotic that I didn't know what I was looking at. I was trying to like focus on like, wait, what's the, who's the, you know, um, but it was cool. AMC, let's bring the fucking volume down, like just a notch. It was deafening. 
It was so, so loud. Um, it was cool. Like it was the a car cool chase scene is probably one of my favorite car chase, car chase scene, scenes. Like, don't ever. get me wrong, and it it I think that scene was a good example of. But that ex- was like the the most intense scene in the whole yeah. movie. That was it. That was, but that was the like that was like a great example of something you need to experience in the theater. Yes, like yes. if I would have saw it at home, I still would have thought it lower, was cool. But in the theater, yeah. But the, <laughs> it was so like visceral, you know. It was so like, you know, like <laughs> dude, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry. I I had never, you know, in in the 15 years we've been together, sure. I had not seen a physical example of visceral yeah. for you. That and was that it. was that was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for that. You don't experience a lot of visceral things, so <laughs> it doesn't come out a lot. But it was, you know, I I love that scene, and you know, I I had that same problem when we left. We had talked about it a little bit how I wish there was more, like I was surprised how little fighting there was. But part of me appreciated that because so many things that. And I know this is like some a lot of people talk about, but the big part for me was letting Batman figure things out and be a detective, right? Because he's always the world's greatest detective or whatever. So we finally got yes that version of him, and I'm glad. I, I mean, some of the I riddles will, worked. Some of them were just kind of like whatever. I absolutely agree with that. This is the first time that he's actually gotten to be a detective. If I think back, I don't think any of the other Batmans have ever. Had they just kind of show up. Yeah, and so I, I while I while I missed a lot of the fighting. But and again, I think that over the arc of the thing, we're gonna see more of it happen, and I feel like it's part of the transition too. You know, because at the beginning of the film, it's very you know, and I thought about this later. You know, when when he when he fights that group of punks that are like attacking <laughs> what, the hooligans, the hooligans that are causing a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Um, and they're going to go knock out that guy, and then Batman comes and, you Batman's know... like, there's some fuckery afoot. Yeah. So he's not so much saving that guy as he's punishing those guys. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, it, it's kind of reversed, where he's more interested in saving the people. and being. So he goes from a beacon of, of vengeance to being a beacon of hope. And so that's, to me, that kind of transformation was interesting, and I feel like that'll play out over the next film more so, because of where this film... It, is left to be mm-hmm. um so i'm interested to see that i think colin Farrell. i think the penguin will play a much bigger role um, i hope so after all the work they put i'm into curious that i'm curious because i know that they've confirmed as far as i know as far as i've read they've confirmed an arkham tv show and so <sighs> the rumor is is they're going to build oh, up the joker riddler relationship in the show and then for the next why? film you have that so i don't know why? I, I would just, like to see an just, Arkham show that just deals with obscure characters if they're going to do it. Though. It's too much Batman. Like, well, no, I don't. I don't think more. it would be. A, it wouldn't be a Batman show. I don't think he'd be involved no, in it all. It, you can't think of the Riddler and, and the Joker and not think of Batman. I mean, if it's, if it's, it's acting it's as a, if it's acting as a prequel to or a pre, I don't know. You know I'm just. Know. I, it's just. It's enough for me. I get the Batman fatigue thing enough. for sure, um, but my you cup know. runneth over with the Batman. Yeah. But I thought the same thing about Joker, and then Joaquin Phoenix had his version of it. Yeah, but which you know what? I'm done with it now. People are like, "Oh, we should do another one." No, that's it. That's yeah. we're done with Joker. I, Let's I, stop with I, Joker. I, <laughs> like, I have a strong feeling that we're going to see Barry Keegan as Joker. Okay, can I just explain something to you? Let's just go back. We're just going to rewind because yeah. I said we're going to get into this. So, um, I like you. I tried not to really pay much attention into what was going on to who was playing who in whatever. And they also don't explain it. Like on IMDb, he's just inmate. 
Yeah. Uh, they're not saying who he is. He's very clearly the Joker. And I think that, you know, this was their way of sort of testing the waters to see how people were going to react yeah, to him sure. uh, because they don't want to commit. He is still like to me, he's an A-list actor, but the average person yeah. like, you know, like blockbuster type person doesn't know who he is. Maybe because of the Eternals or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, before that, he's done like a lot of indie stuff. So, um, oh, working with Colin Farrell for the second time, actually. Now that I think of it, mm. um, well, not well, yeah, right? Go. He was in the Lobster, wasn't he? No, he was in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, Killing of a Sacred okay, Deer. Okay, sorry, never mind. Um, so, um, I I found out he was going to be in this, and immediately had an internal party because I, mm. I love him. I yeah. love watching him. He's such a good actor. He's one of like my favorite newer actors that I've discovered, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, so I was like, I don't even want to know. I didn't even look at who he was playing. I just mm-hmm. kept waiting for him to pop up. And like halfway through, which was, I don't know, seven hours in, I was just like, <laughs> uh, where is he? Where, where, okay, I was like, he has, okay, so then I realized at that point he does not have, this isn't a major role in this film, at least. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Um, Paul Dano does an amazing job of being creepy guy, okay? If you saw Prisoners, you know he does this very well. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of, there there are a lot of similarities to the character in Prisoners and to him playing the Riddler. They, yeah. You know, he has this way of being creepy. He brings that sort of... Uh, Je ne sais quoi, if you yeah. will, to to that the, character. The creepy je ne sais quoi. Uh, the creepy je ne sais quoi. So um, going back to when you said that, would he be easily manipulated? I thought that this was, like, I to me, I thought it was, first of all, was it not obvious that What's-His-Face was Catwoman's father? I thought that was, like, a given from the beginning. I was like, that's clearly her father. Yeah, I don't uh, So when I got, like, you know, announced, I was like, oh, that was supposed to be a surprise. I didn't think they did a good job of hiding that. But anyway, um, I thought that the way this played out with the Riddler and his followers online was a perfect example of QAnon. So when you say, can a person that's this clever fall for something? Absolutely. I thought it was actually great that he fell for the for for the admiration because that's what these people want. Right. And and this this that's goes this goes deeper into the fact that we assume that anybody who believes in QAnon is stupid. What makes it so scary is the same thing as the cult phenomenon that you have people that are otherwise intelligent falling for cult mentality, selling their possessions, leaving everything behind and joining a cult. And you're like, how the fuck did that not seem weird to you? You're a lawyer. Yeah. Like you went through law school, you went through medical school. This person's a professor, a nurse, a doctor, what have you. And it's like, you didn't see what was strange about this group. Same damn thing. I think that, yeah, he's smart in his ways, but that doesn't mean that he isn't gullible and that doesn't mean that he isn't sort of soft-minded in the sense of needy, needing that that love and admiration from people and wanting to be accepted overall because the idea is that he is an outcast and that he feels like an outcast because of the way politicians sort of work uh, work through society, right? Mm-hmm. That there there's this hierarchy and that we're sort of on the lower the lower echelon of things, and uh, if you will, and so. It was this whole like we're the outcasts and so we're going to join forces together. That doesn't mean that you aren't susceptible right. to flattery. Yeah. yeah. So I thought Lord that, knows I am. I, th- I thought that that was like really indicative of that type of person. Yeah. Uh, well, where that was he the could big... do all the things he did and 
But the thing was, everything he was doing, every person was against it, right? Yeah. Except for his followers. But every person he directed it towards was against it. To have somebody sort of encourage him that was in the same position, because all these other people were behind a screen, you know what I mean? But to have somebody face-to-face be like, hey, this is good. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, he just kind of needed needed that reassurance and that camaraderie mm-hmm. and obviously that's going to be joker they don't show barry like mm-hmm. at all it's just like well, this profile there's a kinda... rumor again uh, you know i love rumors i guess yes you do um that there was a scene shot with batman and barry Keegan, uh, where batman went to arkham to talk to him about riddler to try to get some information about like the you know how somebody would like that would think whatever very much like sons of the lambs kind of thing mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's true or not but that's interesting and um i'd like to see that scene if hello clarice yeah i'd like to see barry keegan and anything but anyway so like well but the thing that... is that people are bitching about it. they're like sorry but barry like first of all he was in this for three seconds like well, how are you gonna judge that too, so. how are you gonna judge that like he's an amazing actor shut your face yeah you shut your face. Yeah. But my fear is that they're that gonna, another, they're gonna that dumb it, it down where you're gonna have like a Farrell, a Keegan, a Pattinson, and it's like, are they gonna write him in to use him to cause they did great with Dano. Yeah. They they wrote so. the Riddler really well. I just hope I wish that Batman's character and, and character development was as strong as the Riddler's. Mm. To me, Batman was like. I think it will Batman be over really the needed, of it. like he, Bruce Wayne, really needed uh, a support group and a therapist. Yeah. I don't think that anybody would have been able, to, like you, like you look at his demeanor and his 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 view on life and the way that just the amount of energy that he put into being Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, there's no way that this guy would not have, like a level of depression where he wasn't getting off the couch. The fact that he's this active is just bizarre. So I I thought they just kind of went too far with it, where what I loved about Keaton was that Keaton was, you know, you had like this kind of smart-ass wicker people scene with him, right? You had him being all like, I'm Batman. And then you had him being like, do you want to get nuts? You know, he just had, there were so many variations to his character and then when he was bruce wayne he just felt like a regular guy and it's like with robert pattinson it was like a really moody teenager and it doesn't help that robert pattinson still looks like he's 19 so i think for me that's what it was like i thought of like like the mo like that rich emo kid in your class like that was kind of well yeah i mean it is what do they say year two of whatever like of, of him actually being batman and so um i like the the take of it like where he's like this younger sort of younger batman where he's like not huge and and massive mm-hmm. you know like not everybody has to be built with huge muscles to be able to you know make a difference sort of thing you no, know it like, helps though helps to have sure, the muscles sure but when you got a, a suit that helps too all right well so then i want to know what suit catwoman was wearing when she pulled him up from the rafters because oh, yeah. zoe kravitz weighs about seven pounds uh, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to just slight detour yeah. into Catwoman being the size of a fourth grader. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of work that we need to to, to do in Hollywood. All right. So uh-huh. like we're going to say, OK, well, we got a woman of color in the in the part. Right. 
So that's a step ahead. Well, it's a very diverse cast. It's a very diverse cast. So it's a step ahead. But again, we still have some work to do in that. Yes, we have a woman of color. Uh, we ha- but, you know, there was no way they were going to give that part to somebody of a darker complexion. It was like Hollywood being like, we're going to just ease our way into this. Let's get Zoe Kravitz. We'll do mixed race. That's kind of Hollywood's compromise yeah. Yeah. on people of color. Let's just let's get somebody as light in in, yeah, in, yeah. in in that variant as we can possibly get. This way we still get like the diversity credit, but we, wanna, we don't want to get crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're, there was even, there was no attempt at all to get somebody of like a regular size. Yeah. And not to shit on the fact that people are small. Zoe Kravitz is small. I'm sure she maintains her weight to be very small because of Hollywood. I'm sure, yeah. you know, like a lot of Hollywood actresses, they would be a bit bigger if they could. Um, but it's just the fact that it's like, this person is supposed to be kicking ass and taking names and they're the size of a child. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't understand. She doesn't, we can't say it's a suit. There's no suit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to believe that homeboy's hanging from the rafters and she's like, I'll pick you up. Like, absolutely not. Both her arms would have snapped off and he would have fell and died. (laughs) There's just no way that that would have happened. And so like, there were moments where like, it felt weird because she's working at this sort of gentleman, gentlemany type club. Yeah. So she's like, th- there's just this this hypersexuality, but she has the body of a young girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like this feels weird sometimes. Like it's just, it's just still really like hypersexual in a weird way, and uh, I, I don't know. Well, that's been every every Catwoman take has been. It's comic books, you know what I mean? Yeah. And comic book characters, especially uh, original car- comic book characters, were hypersexualized. They yeah. always were. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer was very much a woman yeah. when she played Catwoman. And, uh, you know, she's still sort of hailed as one of the, the best film Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no one can beat Eartha Kitt's voice. Like, she had an amazing voice mm-hmm. for Catwoman. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people praise Michelle Pfeiffer as being the best. Catwoman. Um, uh, Halle Berry also was of age and looked like a woman, you know, but, you know, it's just like Zoe Kravitz looks very young. And so it's like when they would put her in these costumes, it was like, God, this feels I kind of feel like I'm watching a high school student. That feels kind of weird. I get they're supposed to be younger, I guess, you know, so it's like fine. But um, I don't know. I just like I this goes back into like if you're going to take liberties which they're doing right the 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 background for uh or the 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 um what's the word that i'm thinking of i guess the motivation for michelle pfeiffer was different not by much but a little different from the motivation from halle berry yeah to um nolan oh uh, uh, hathaway hathaway all, all completely different motivations right so if you're going to take those liberties i just don't understand why it had to be like a daddy issue. Like right. we had to go, that was as creative as you could get that she just couldn't be like a thief and good at what she did because yeah. she, just because of, because of like, okay, fine. She works in this club. Like, all right, fine. She works in this club and she, these people are assholes and she, she steals from them or whatever. It yeah. has to be that she's the victim. Well, there's a lot of daddy and issues. A daddy in this. issue. <laughs> there was so many daddy issues in that. The, the, this film was like one yeah. giant therapy session for like, the dad man. 
for dad issues. And it was that was kind of a lot for me. I just felt like eh, it it was missing like comedic moments that mm. there were none for me. Well, there was three that I thought of for me. Thumb drive. Thumb drive was good. Also, was when, like when barely they, when they found out when they found his um his secret video or whatever, and he was like, "Thank you for all my followers and stuff." That mm-hmm. was comedic. And then there was a, it was actually really good and also kind of like lighthearted when all three times he went to that club three different ways. Right, he first he mm-hmm. came as Batman and beat him up. Then he came as Bruce Wayne. They just let him in. And the third time he came and he just did his little Batman thing in. <laughs> just, um, he did his little Batman thing. His and little just Batman thing. Flew right in. Um, I like that the twins there at the door. I thought were were kind of a, like a lighter moment, but um, yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I would give the film a solid B, B to B plus. Yeah. If I was in a good mood, I'd say B plus. But I, I think it was like a solid B. Um, I just still had issue with like, if, I don't know, it just felt like there were times where it just felt like it was trying too hard. Um, and like I said, I just, I would have liked for Catwoman to have not been motivated by damage. It's like such a common fucking trope, you know, like, and I'm just over it. Like, can like just I don't know if if you can if you're not following a story that's written for you based on on you know the comics if mm-hmm. you're if you're able to take those artistic liberties in the in the writing room then do that like just you know yeah. like Ripley didn't fight the alien because her dad had an obsession with aliens and left the family. An alien killed her dad. And an alien killed her dad. You know, it was just like, fuck, there's an alien. We got to do something about this. You know, yeah. this that was still like a really, that was the first female character that I had as a kid that was like, oh, and then we got Sarah Connor. That was like, yeah, you know, that I felt like, I feel like we're moving backwards <laughs> like yeah. in a major way. And it's so crazy to me how, Female heroes in the eighties and nineties were stronger than they are now. Yeah. In, well, the, in in such a in such a woke environment, we seem to just be sliding backwards well, into so this much, like victimhood. Yeah. That I, there's so much of uh, the revenge. You know, it's all like this revenge thing. You know, she was getting revenge. He was kind of getting revenge on the society that you know that his father was killed in or whatever. And so you mean vengeance? Vengeance. Um, <laughs> the vengeance that's my name vengeance i just I um but yeah i don't know i i i i liked it considerably more than you did um but i'm i'm more akin to you know that's kind of like my i didn't my dislike thing. it but, i just didn't think it was the most amazing thing it was being mm. praised like it was so great and i'm like well i mean considering that <laughs> anything like coming from affleck like that's not hard to do i guess is my point it's like it's hard to for me to be able to gauge just how good this was when the bar was set so low so it's like i'm not sure i i'm i'm reserving my more of my criticisms for when as this continues i want to see where they 
go yeah, with this. Yeah. I just hope I, I would just like to see more character development from Bruce Wayne. I just yeah. feel like there was nothing. It was just like he was the, the, the one consistent mood. He like flatlined through the whole. Yeah. There was no difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. It was the same person, except one had a suit on and one didn't. Yeah, that was really yeah. it. It was the same person the whole time. Whereas, like, I feel like every other Batman, the, the idea was that when you put the suit on, you become Batman. Right. Well, but the, I, Robert Pattinson was just Robert. He was just Bruce Wayne through everything. It was yeah. just with a suit on. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like he got hurt easier. Yeah. Was that's that just I, me? Well, no, that was the thing I appreciated was that he he's still figuring it out. He's still learning. You know, there's like the scene when he that goes on the sense, building the and he's like scared to jump off and he does yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and then he fucking he just bites it. Um, I felt like he was getting hit a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm. That's I always appreciate that when your hero isn't super invincible, you know, it's like that Superman problem where it's like, there's no, there are no stakes really. Yeah. At that point. I mean, look, there's no, it's a superhero, so there's not, they're not going to kill him in like the second act of the film. We all, we all know that, but you know, just to add a little bit of realism, you know, when he's fighting people, people are getting some pretty good shots at him. You know, the thing that I, one of the, <laughs> ironically, one of the things I had, I don't know if it's irony, but I, one of the issues I had with the film was when he did get knocked out mm. and then they took him back to the police station like there's no way they wouldn't have taken that mask off the face. i mean i know <laughs> yeah i know jim gordon I, was there to I like probably stop them from doing that yeah. but it's like there's no way they would t- bring him all the way to the police station and not take his mask off also if he's injured or concussed how was that like so he's passed out and you take him to the police station not to the hospital yeah yeah there was no. no ambulance or nothing. Nobody was like, oh, this guy could uh, be concussed. We got to yeah. take this uh, bat hood off. Like, they just were like, let's put him on a table in the station and stare at him. Yeah. Because then as soon it. as they wake up, they're like, let's see who he is. It's like, you could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that scene. And I that we I agree. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Wright was good to see him, him in yeah, it. Yeah, he always does really well. You know, solid actor. And, and I think he was a good Gordon um yeah he was he was a good commissioner your boy was was there that played the district attorney Mm -hmm. um he was really good there um that oh that was another issue i had with the film was when zoe kravitz the Catwoman, she goes in and then she sees the district attorney and he's like go sit with them so she sits with them he's just like just giving it all away he's just like oh we did this thing and it was horrible and i understand he was on drugs or whatever which would might make you more talkative but he's just like telling her everything and it's like yeah okay. it was yeah it was a bit it was a bit much <laughs> yeah yeah he was and i like much. i want to see i'm interested to see peter the relationship between batman and and alfred to see how that yeah, develops they because they left that hanging i liked right? the little bit it, there was like almost this animosity they had with each other you know mm-hmm. um with Gollum. yeah um <laughs> you know is that Andy Circus? Yeah, that... Andy Circus. I can't not see him as you know. Like, they had that great Smeagol moment. They had the great moment in the in the hospital. Um, but you know, I'd like to see. Does he always open his mail? Because that might be lesson learned. Seriously, I'm just saying. Yeah, like I'm not saying you deserve to have shrapnel thrown in your face, but I mean, it was clearly addressed to him. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I you... mean, maybe that's an understanding. He's like, look, open my okay. mail because. Uh, so here was uh, what I had a complaint. Damn it. And I can't remember what it was. I brought it up in the theater and I can't remember. Remember, I was like, so you're telling me that they have all this technology, but. Oh, I don't. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know what that was. There was something. 
there was oh my god i'm gonna it's gonna drive me crazy now i remembered like watching it and thinking so i'm supposed to believe that well first of all his his bat cave and all of his equipment is fucked because it was underground so if everything flooded that's probably has like you know maybe it's a magic vaulted seal around it yeah maybe he's got like a good sub pump (laughs) (laughs) you know french drains around the building (laughs) you know he's smart he's not gonna let it you know he's got a good good quality sub pump the automatic kind. Yeah. That fancy shit that yeah. just goes off. Yeah. Um, Not those Home Depot shit. <laughs> um, I, I, oh God, I can't, like, I can't remember what it was. I just remember thinking, like, so you're telling me, so, oh God, that's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to have to bring it up in another episode when it, yeah. when it, when it suddenly dawns on me that they had all of this, um, all of this technology. It's weird because, you know, you see a movie like this. And we're so accustomed to, like, this was a three-hour movie. It didn't feel long to me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we actually never got up to pee. We were so worried about this. We were, yeah. like, our bladders. And we were, like, taking sips of water like we were <laughs> yeah. stranded we're on an intentionally island. intentionally dehydrating <laughs> ourselves <laughs> just, to make it Just the, the cap's worth full. Just the cap's <laughs> worth full. And um, I, I was able to get through the whole thing. Yeah. But it was, like, it's it's, at least for me, I find myself... You know, because it's like, well, I would have liked to have seen this, and I would like to have seen this, and and but I liked all the stuff that I saw, and it's like, well, there's just not enough time to mm-hmm. to build this relationship with him and Alfred, and to to build this this persona of of Bruce Wayne and Batman, and also have him be the, a detective, but then fight a lot. Like, there's just there's just not enough time for all this stuff, and I feel like, you know, a lot of these really great TV shows and some not so great TV shows that I've been watching. <laughs> really is starting to condition myself for the long form story, you know? And and so that's why this movie being three hours was, I, I don't know. I, you can't accomplish anything in two hours. So I get the three hour, the three hour runtime because most of the times when I'm watching movie, I can clearly see the, the arcs and the plot, you know, and the act one, two and three and how, all right. And then there's this, and then that happens and then it ends. And this, this kind of had it too, but being that it was a longer film, I felt yeah, I was able to were get not as clear in this. Yeah, I was able to get more in, involved in it and more engrossed in it because it was longer. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I'm starting to wonder now if if one and a half anything under two hours is even what you could accomplish in that amount of time with mm-hmm. with the film of this scope. You know, mm-hmm. obviously millions of stories can be told in under two hours, but but something of this scope is not something that is just. Uh, uh, or it's like something that's because now what we got to wait what three four years for the sequel you know and then you another three or four long? years after that yeah i mean they haven't even started filming it yet it's at least two years from beginning to film something to something's mm-hmm. released you know maybe and they're so, just telling you that they haven't started filming yet. yeah there'd be reports um so i don't know i just i just i don't i, I don't know you know there's just so much story to tell and so little time to tell it. So in. little time, yeah. And so I appreciate it. I actually appreciated the 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 longer runtime for that purpose. It didn't feel like three hours. So kudos, yeah, kudos for that. It wasn't like the Irishman where I was like Marty, Jesus Christ, yeah. the story could have ended like at least an hour and a half ago. We're still going. Yeah. Um, it 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 did do well with that. Like I said, I liked the film. I just uh, th- there was just some kinks in it for me, and it's better than what we usually get. But 
I'm, I'm, I, I, I've got the Batman fatigue. I'm just kind of like, all right, we've yeah. seen the Batman. We know the story of Batman and then Joker. And like, all right, you know, I mean, we haven't seen really a, a, a take on Riddler since Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And this is polar opposite. You have like an over the top, bright, crazy character. And then you have Paul Dano, you know, yeah. very different. Um, so I appreciated that. But yeah. um, I don't know. I th- I thought that I actually thought that the action sequences in Birds of Prey was amazing. Hmm. The fighting and the choreography was so good in that, and I don't feel like there was any scene like that in this film. No. The car chase was really the most exciting thing that happened. There was nothing else really. Yeah. Because the whole thing at the end, it's like, yeah, there's going to be that chaotic. There has to be a chaotic scene that cost way too much money. Yeah. That's that's inevitable. But in terms of like actual choreography and fighting it was almost non-existent and maybe mm. it's you know are, are they going by like oh he's still learning the ropes yeah. and so it's like i think right, so but, but I, I i you know uh i appreciate i don't want to see like puberty batman i want to yeah. see batman when he's got his shit together <laughs> i yeah <laughs> i appreciate the 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 style of combat which was more aggressive and messy um doesn't even have to be like you know catwoman was more like you know, flippy, whatever, but, um, flippy, flippy. Um, so I appreciate that. I just wish that we, we had a little bit more of it to, to kind of really cement the fact that this guy is a, a badass or at least a bad, going to be a badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure that whatever comes next will be a little bit more. I don't understand as Catwoman what your, your motivations are when you're like, I'm, I'm about to embark in a physical altercation where uh, flexibility is a must. Allow me to wrap myself in leather. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it just makes no sense. Well, I mean, if you break it down, it's like, well, you have this person who's like, listen, I want to wear this suit of armor and I'm going to beat people up. But you know what I need? I need a cape because that's going to be really effective in any way. Well, it's aerodynamic, sir. We can at least make an excuse for the cape, right? When he when he does his flippies in the air, it's somehow aerodynamic. He could hide shit in the cape. No, people can he grab it. He like, things you know, in the cape, pull them down and Yeah, stuff. but he can electrify it. There's always something you can do to the cape. It could be a button zap, right? Don't touch know. my cape. It could be like our cat when you touch her tail. Fuck off. You can do that. But with Catwoman, it's like I'm going to have as little clothes on as possible. And the clothes that I do have on are going to be really restrictive and make a weird fart sound <laughs> when I move a certain way. It's just like, oh, and heels. By all means, let's yeah, do heels. that. Because we all know that, you know, the best way to, to be stable is to, to be on a, a stiletto. see Catwoman some New Balance, you know, like, let's get some. I want to see a bitch in some combat boots yeah. ready to fucking kick ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I want to see. Uh, this, like I just, when he's watching her and she's like in the closet, like getting in her thing, I'm like, this is what you got into to steal from a vault. Yeah. Could you not have done this in rather in civilian clothing? Was there no other way for you to crack into that case than to dress like a giant leather condom? Like, was that absolutely necessary? Like, I I just don't like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm jumping on my feminist podium right now. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. Like you can't fight in that. It doesn't make any sense. Like his suit is restrictive, right? But it does things. So they're going to say like, oh, well, you know, he's got to, you know, he's got to be wearing all this crap because it's got little gadgets and things in there. Yeah. Uh, There's no gadgets. She's got, she's got the money for an entire like BDSM closet of clothing. And then she has like a fucking, uh, like a cheap, 
ski mask, mask yeah. on like that so that's where we drew the line yeah we drew the line we're gonna have like ball and chain a cat of nine tails leather everywhere ski mask from yeah. dicks yeah that's where we went for you gotta that save where you can you know? <laughs> i just don't get it yeah. um anyway so we watched it we saw it we've reviewed it mm. um you know Maybe you feel the same about some things. Maybe you don't. Who knows? Everyone's got their own opinions. Again, I oh, think it was worth watching. there was one thing watch, but... also was, um, who's the actor that played her father? Uh, oh, uh, uh, the, uh, John Turturro. John Turturro, yeah. I love John Turturro. Love I think he's a great, great, one of the great actors, but I, I don't know. Like You didn't like him in this? I liked him in this. I just felt like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't scare me. He wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, this guy's definitely like. I don't know that he was supposed to be scary. He was know. confident. He was just a cocky yeah, asshole. Yeah, I guess. I, mean, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I never think about this type of character with him. And he played it well, but I just kept thinking about, like, I don't know. See, we, we definitely, this this is why we review things, because we have different opinions. It was so funny when John Turturro showed up. I was like, that was a great casting choice. Mm. I love John Turturro. He has, he, he can play an innocent doof. He can go from, um... Um, what was the show with Riz Ahmed? The night, yeah. night, the night, something, the long night. night it's the no, night, the night, something of night, the... HBO, something. Uh, you Into know, the night. Playing a lawyer, um, with psoriasis. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just this, you know, just have the, and then you can, but you can go all the way back into Lebowski. You can jump into, uh, Oh Brother, We're Out Oh yeah, he's all, yeah, he's Right, and then he plays this character where he just, I believed that character. I thought, I thought it was a really good choice for him. And I liked that he didn't try to scare people because the point was he didn't have to. Yeah. His connections was enough, so yeah. he didn't have to I mean, maybe overplay it. Maybe it was the the because I thought he did a good job as the character, but I just maybe the character just wasn't written thoroughly enough or something to 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 know that this is not somebody you mess with, you know? Like I don't know. All right. I don't know. There's just something about it. It's all subjective, guys. That's yeah. what we're here for. We've right. we've all got our opinions, have we not? Yeah. All right. Don't know what's going on next week. Uh, we we do have some guests lined up uh, for a uh, couple guests lined up, but uh, you know we never really know what's going on with scheduling, so we don't want to say. Um, but uh, shout outs. Shout outs to MoGraph. MoGraph. MoGraph TV is live twenty four seven. We're not on it though because we're losers. Well, we're, our ad is. Our ad is, but we it's just a, it's, we haven't it's gotten a video to recording so, this yeah. yet. Um, because currently I'm. We're both in our pajamas, pajamas so yeah. like it could be a pajama, but it doesn't. We don't have to look great. It's a pajama podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm glad we don't have to look great because we don't. So <laughs> you only need to throw a shirt on. I mean, that's pushing it. Yeah, yeah, but see, for me, I got to put on a bra and everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I probably... Unless I want that kind of look. You know, I mean, it may gain a couple views. I don't know. It's 2022, is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I got to have on a bra. Right. Um, yeah. So thank you for joining us. And if you have something you want us to watch, or if you're like, hey, I found something else in the Batmans that you didn't figure out or whatever, like throw it our way. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I think you're wrong. I think that Paul Dano was terrible. I'd say, you know what? You're wrong. Get out of here. Yeah. Don't email us again. Oh, and then at, at the end, just real quick before we go, at the end of the film, oh. and it says goodbye. It's There's actually one frame of a website and you can go yeah, to it but and things it's happen. Like, 
it's just so you know the the it's you can look it up very online. quick and i mean look there's there's the name of it it's it's a it's a clue throughout the film yeah yeah it's the clue that's that keeps coming up throughout the film but when we were watching it it flashed so quickly that in the theater you were like what the hell was that yeah. um and so but then it leads you when you type that in to another riddle i'm like i'm not doing riddles yeah. listen the movie's over paul dano i'm not doing any more riddles like yeah. i'll just wait Somebody did we figure out what it was? Has someone gone well, through the room um, yet? I think it's a bunch of uh, references to specific comic book, um, specific comic book editions or whatever. You know, mm. like the first edition when Riddler shows up, and you know, uh, an edition with Two Face, an edition with Joker, and so, um. You know, I don't know if it, what it what it means. We won't know what it means until the rest of the movies come out. You know, actually, I will say that I initially thought that Barry's character in the prison was Two Face. Yeah. But then I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to the story. Right. That would have Two-Face to be Joker is, because he's in an he's in yeah, an asylum. Two Face is, is um, going to be the district but, attorney that takes over for your boy. Once yeah, but I don't know why. Like the way they showed his face, it looked like his face was burned. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Joker was, does have yeah. you know the Joker has acid. scarring. Yeah. Uh, but it looked the way his face looked in, in Nolan's like yeah. it looked really burned. And so I was like, is that supposed to be two face? Yeah. I'm like, we're in the timeline is two face in an asylum. I was like, all right, that's supposed to be Joker. I wonder if they'll do that. The, the dipped in acid thing. Cause he, in the, in the, uh, whatever we've been over this film. I don't know. I'm just rooting for Barry. And if you don't want Barry, you know, fuck off. He's an amazing actor. Give the, give the guy a chance. Mm-hmm. Come on. He'd be in a Marvel and a DC film. Yes, he would. And you're not supposed to do that. Right. Uh, tons Isn't of that... people have done it. Ben yeah. Netflix but that's, Ben Affleck. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but you know. Wait. No, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he was Wait. Green Lantern. Oh, that's right. Although we don't talk about that. We don't though. talk about that. We don't talk about that. We just like oh, the, oh. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll be back in three years when the second one releases and, yeah. and we'll see what goes there. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah.